their willingness to pay is not associated with your values at buying on the coffee farm. It's associated with something of like my day this morning is that I needed to get up, get the kids out. I needed my quick coffee. I needed to order on my app. I heard you talking about like the order app. It's your consumers telling you that they want the automation. Right. And so we need to keep, we can't sit still and we've got to start thinking about what the next step is. And we can't think about what that next step is if we're not following these basic business principles to be profitable. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Ford Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode one of a five-part series that has been a long time coming. We have tried very hard to make this happen. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Miranda Caldwell from the Coffee MBA. Miranda, welcome to the podcast for the first time. Thank you, Lee. Glad we made it work. We have finally made it work. Um, And this is like, this is the subject that I love to have conversations about when we're talking about business principles. Um, Our theme is bringing global business principles to coffee. This is your complete wheelhouse. So Miranda, before we dig deep into what this series is going to be about, why don't you tell everybody what you do? Not that they don't know, because everybody knows who you are. But no, <laughs> I have not been very forward in the industry up until like a year ago. And so <laughs> I do have people like, who are you? Um, so I've been in specialty coffee now for 23 years. I just mm-hmm. hit 23 years this month. And I've been in and out, honestly, but mm-hmm. um, mostly in through that time. And mm-hmm. um, I've mostly worked for coffee roasters. That's been kind of my niche is like literally the only thing I haven't done is roast the coffee. That is one thing that still mystifies me and I'm happy to keep it that way. Let Correct. The <laughs> me too. Um, yeah. But I've like been a green coffee buyer. I've done quality. Yeah. I've done retail, uh, you know, like all the things, sales. Um, and, but I really got frustrated with the industry, mm. frustrated with my like lack of career growth and couldn't meet my own goals. And Mm -hmm. so I went, I left and got my MBA. Mm -hmm. And while I was in my MBA program, I realized, oh my God. So my whole goal was to leave coffee like forever. So I worked in office furniture. I worked in food tech. I worked at like a big giant corporation. And I also worked at a startup, a well-funded startup, but a startup. And um, the whole time I was just like, coffee needs this coffee Mm -hmm. needs this, you know, an MBA is like, you become this generalist in business. Mm -hmm. And so that is where I just started by, you know what, what if I just said on LinkedIn, what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And for a couple months I did. And then I started getting noticed. I was asked to speak at Rico. I was asked Mm -hmm. to come on podcasts. I like, it just kind of kept going. And so I created this thing that I call the coffee MBA, which is now launching into like a full-on business. Yeah. Fantastic. I should say is like an educational platform for these business foundations for, but like specifically for coffee. So in this episode, we're going to talk about defining global business principles. So why don't you help us define those global business principles? Yeah. So some of my thoughts here, uh, I've noticed there's like a, sometimes a visceral reaction to them. People are like, Oh no, (laughs) stop saying Nestle. Um, but I, but they're like my, they're kind of my go-to, right? I like literally wrote a essay about them, a paper in in grad school and like, you know, so looking at these multinational corporations, mm-hmm. there's a formula. 
Yeah, There's yeah. a way that these companies do business. They're giant. They need to be really efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always say that like Nestle isn't going to le- release a product they think might not work. That's never going to happen. They are doing incredible amounts of market research. Mm-hmm. They're then taking that market research and doing research and development for years, people, years. Mm-hmm. And then they're and they're working it through a funnel to make sure that when that product launches, they know exactly how it's going to go. I mean, you can't know everything, right? They don't have crystal balls, but like pretty close. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I mean by like global business principles is like, are you thinking in that way? Mm-hmm. Or is your coffee buyer getting lost in Kenya and being like, I got excited. I just bought a ton of coffee, you know, like how are you operating? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think about like, I, I feel like our industry is, uh, distrusting of, or, um, lacks interest in things like sales and marketing. They're like, I don't know, marketing, I don't know, sales. And, and, and so we're, we're limiting our potential and, and not everyone wants to grow, 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 but, um, but even if you're not interested in growth, you still need sales and marketing to keep your market share. So -hmm. these are like really, you know, I would say like basic elements of, of global business that I see a lack of in our industry. I couldn't agree with you more. In all the consulting work that I do, I am constantly uh, surprised at the number of people that contact me and say, you know, we love your podcast. We hear that you do consulting. We'd love to have a conversation uh, with you about, you know, our business. And we have a conversation and it's a discovery conversation about what they know about their business and what they don't know about their business. And uh, or it's a conversation about the business that they hope to own one day. Mm-hmm. That's the one that gets me the most. And and mm-hmm. when people have this idea of build it, this is the one that pisses me off the most. This philosophy that we've got in this industry of build it and they will come. Mm. Oh, yes. And, and whether someone has a business or is hoping to have a business one day and then believes like, I, I, don't, I don't need a marketing strategy. I don't need a, a sales projection. I don't. I don't need to set a budget. I'm telling you this is going to work. Mm-hmm. How? Mm-hmm. How do you know this is going to work? Have Have you tested if this is going to mm-hmm. work? Have you done any R and D? Have you Have you even done a survey in your local mm-hmm. community to see if anyone cares about specialty coffee? Yeah. No, no. Yes. I'm going to teach them about specialty coffee. Consumers love that. <laughs> yeah, consumers love when you tell them what they should be doing. And and this is the part that frustrates me about the associations that we have in this industry. Mm-hmm. The number of people that I encounter that either want to have a business or have a business and have no idea how hard it is to make money in this industry. Well, yeah. no, no, no. That, let me say it differently. It's not that it's hard to make money in this industry. It's near impossible to turn a profit in this industry. Right, right. It's not difficult to make money. Mm -hmm. But to be profitable and and when you say to people like you should be aiming for about 3% net profit, which is the industry standard in cafes, 
they're like, why would anybody do this? Correct. Right. Correct. Right. If you're a roaster, you might be looking at somewhere around 8%, which still, why would you do this? Mm-hmm. We have a yeah. problem. We have market saturation pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And the only way we fix this is by reducing the market saturation. Right. And I think that there's some global situations that are going to take care of that in the next 12 to 24 months, given yeah. that credit is going to get very expensive. And Yeah. Uh, well, and I, I would argue – Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please. I would please. argue too that like aside from mar- like removing the market saturation, there is this thing that, you know, it's the drum that I pound constantly is the innovation. Like mm-hmm. that's what Nestle's doing and they're out innovating us. And so and and they're really good at marketing. And so they are going to steal our market share because consumers don't I don't they don't necessarily have the same values as us. Our values might be aligned, but that's not what forces them into making a purchase decision. Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. Their willingness to pay is not associated with your values at buying on the coffee farm. It's associated with something of like my day this morning is that I needed to get up, get the kids out. I needed my quick coffee. I needed to order on my app. I heard you talking about like the order app. It's your consumers telling you that they want the automation, right? And so we need to keep, we can't sit still and we've got to start thinking about what the next step is. And we can't think about what that next step is if we're not following these basic business principles to be profitable because we're going to be partially drowning Mm -hmm. and you can't make good decisions when you're feeling like that. And so you've got to really like anchor your business in something so that you can then like speed ahead. You can't be anchored and speed ahead in a boat at the same time. But that uh, analogy sucks, but but like, you know what I mean, right? And, um, And so someone has got to start putting their neck out there and say, all right, I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to do some innovation. And I'm actually hoping to do a research project next year with a college to prove that innovating can make you more profitable. So hopefully that works out. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that our industry has such a disdain for the idea of marketing? Almost as though um, when, when I talk to people about talking about their business, getting the awareness yeah. out about their business. They, their reaction is like this visceral disgust at almost like they're whoring themselves out, um, right? Like do you, because do you we're, say that? Yeah, because we're musicians. Yeah. Looking at you, we're artists, <laughs> yeah. we're writers, we're people who have this like Create. sense of, yeah, we have this sense of like creativity isn't, isn't like giving people what they want and putting a, you know, a jingle behind it. That, yeah. that sucks my soul out. Right. What, what feeds my soul is, is doing something that's authentic and you know, this and that. Yeah, I get it. But do you want to have a business? Mm-hmm. Like, these are the hard questions we need to start asking is like, it might just be this or that. Like we might, I think, and especially as the market saturated, it might be this or that, but I also urge people to look at Nestle. I took a um, a little video of like all of these products that host that were created 
you know, by this big manufacturing company. And my thinking was, imagine if all of these products were specialty coffee and not commercial coffee. Mm -hmm. And all of these products had the same values that we have, but they were just like frack packed and capsulized and, you know, all Mm -hmm. of these things. Wouldn't that be a beautiful world? Because we could have both. And if anyone wants to see an example of this in play in the market, um, and this is not a sponsor or anything like that, I just have a deep, deep respect for this brand. Go check out Stitch Coffee. Stitch Coffee Mm. has done drip bags with high-end specialty coffee, capsules with high-end specialty coffee, ready-to-drink with high-end specialty coffee. They do cans Mm. of coffee beans with Mm. Super expensive geshas. Yeah. And and they are crushing in their online retail. Crushing. There you go. Noah Hadra was the first person in Australia to say, I am going to invest and invest and invest and invest and invest in e-commerce before anybody was doing it, in branding. He was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on branding. He was and he just used his money to do that and mm-hmm. refine the brand and understand what customers wanted and continue to survey them. And he is killing. He is Thank absolutely killing. for that example. Yeah, see, see? And you know who else is doing that? Who? Blue Bottle. Yeah, 100%. Right? It's their, it's Nestle's specialty R&D arm now. Yeah. I'm, I mean, right? Like that's what they're doing yeah. in the market. And they're the Blue Bottle capsules now for Nespresso pods. All of this is coming are you getting on board or aren't you? Yeah. You know, like that's my feeling about it. So folks, in the next episode, we're going to talk about how these principles end up changing an industry. So join us for the next episode of this series. I can't wait. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Mapper Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.